You know we love spooky things. This is why we fell in love with Michigan-based Lynn B. Designs. When I popped the pumpkin spice all the things wax melt into my burner, my home was filled with a delicious buttery scent. Plus, there's the wide variety of a gorgeous nail polishes with themes like Hocus Pocus and Pleasant Peninsula. All products are vegan and cruelty-free, and you can find monthly sales on Facebook and Instagram at Lynn B. Designs. Head to lynnbdesigns.store today. Again, that's L-Y-N-B-designs.store. We love them. We love you. It's great nail polish. It's the best I've ever used. Thanks! starting this like normal so welcome to the season four finale of haunted mitten <laughs> <laughs> you know how season finales go by now um we do whatever we want that's the beauty of of, of owning of running your own podcast it's true we do whatever the hell we want um so today krista and i are joined by greg vizino uh krista's husband author um actor uh brilliant krampus impersonator <laughs> Yep, he's wearing his Krampus um, <laughs> sweater vest because he is, actually does have other sweaters as yeah, well. Yeah, it is right. the closest thing I have to an actual like cryptid, you know, anything. That's fine. That's oh, I do. That's... I guess I do have the El Chupacabra uh, burritos. That's true. T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, from Seattle. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you do. Really good burritos, <laughs> man. Oh my god, so oh. good. <laughs> so good. I hope they're still around, man. Shout out. That was that was way 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 pre-pandemic. Right. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. That's the trouble with. You know, wanted to talk about anything you loved yeah. pre-March 2020. I mean, yeah. I've gone through that before because, like, I can't talk about, like, half the stuff that I knew when I lived in New Orleans because it's all it was all pre-Katrina. It's all gone. It's all yeah. gone at least twice over, if not three times over at this point. Um, my uh, BFF Max was just in New Orleans, and he was like, what do I do? What do I see? Where do I eat? And I was mm. like, nothing I know exists anymore. Yeah, there's still, there's still hey. a couple of places that... We're we're you know very dear to me that that survived that still exist. Um, I was like, so yeah. Oh, you should you could eat here. We had a great sandwich over here, and I was like, you might want to Google this first. Yeah, because yeah. nothing mm-hmm. nothing ne- I yeah. knew exists anymore. The or neutral- they changed yeah. names or yeah. Yeah, yeah. The neutral ground is still there, which was the important one for me because that got me yeah. like that place got me through college. Right. Um, Napoleon House is still there. Yeah. Uh, which is amazing. Yeah. No, he went to he went to a bunch of places like I've definitely never heard of, but it was all fantastic, I guess. So. Mm, that's good, you know. Anyway, um, so we're here to do our regular season end of season stuff, which is just tell you weird stories that don't fit into a whole podcast. <laughs> um, which started because of COVID. Yeah. Which started because of COVID. <laughs> because we lost this studio. In we fact, did, actually, we did. Yeah, then we were like, oh crap, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is way fancier than the last time I was here. I know. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. My God. Last time we were recording in my kitchen. Correct. <laughs> it's true. I know. Now we don't have to record in the kitchen. We can. Mm. We shouldn't. Mm. Nope. Um, and Greg has um, so wonderfully volunteered to teach us things today. Yeah, you could honestly do an entire episode about, like, uh, about 
what we're going to talk about. So there's enough information and other stories and things that you could probably do in that. That's fair. Right? It's on the list. Over 200 pages. Yeah. Yeah, I just had, I had to split it into two documents because my laptop couldn't take it anymore. It wouldn't and, open it anymore. And, and I had trouble finding like anything that I knew you guys hadn't done. I was like, "What's what's a story that I know that you guys haven't done?" I know. I would like to go through the docs now, multiple, and like put a little red mark. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, like highlight like, the things we've done, yeah. like, like an Excel yeah. file or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I need to make like, a spreadsheet. Where you talked about, like what you talked about, and on which episode it was, so that yeah. you can go back and. Yes, because like some things we've talked about didn't even make it into the doc. Um, some mm. things don't. A lot of the things from the season finale have not. I have started to, but like Greg, when you were asking, like, oh, have you done this? Have you done this? I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> as soon as we're done with it, it's out of my head. It's like a test. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone man well and I the only reason I have trouble remembering sometimes is because I wrote most of that yeah doc so yes yes you did so I I have most of that um in my head so yeah but I I mean I include things in the show notes if you go to hauntedmitten.com it yeah. should say in the description what we talk about mm-hmm. with links to all of the things in the doc <laughs> <laughs> that will hopefully be published one day whatever just in a better format just just not the way it looks now <laughs> which isn't to say it's not organized because you did a great job but it's not always uniform because i don't always uniform. enter things the same way <laughs> and you can tell when i have entered something because it's just a bunch of links with no organization whatsoever <laughs> and i learned um to actually quote things from the links because so many of those links are dead now oh yeah, yeah. i need to do that so I'll get there. Because I've I've gone to like double check something for an episode, and I'm like, oh, it's a dead link. Awesome. Great. Good thing I copied the thing I needed from it. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy you did that too. Thanks. And a few places again because of COVID have closed. Yeah. So. Right. All right, Greg, take it away. Am I gonna go first? Or you can go first. Uh, I can. <laughs> I don't know. We don't He's have so plans doubtful. for this. I don't know. Who, who has okay. the longer thing? I got the longer thing. I, sure. He has the longer thing, yeah. so I'll go first. Um, okay. okay, so our first story is not necessarily paranormal, um, although I don't know. His stomach might be considered some kind of supernatural <laughs> entity. <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> so this is the tale of the ogre of Saini, uh, and I hope dear... 300 Sanians that I am pronouncing it correctly. Saini began as a railroad stop in 1881. It quickly turned into a logging community, as it is in the Upper Peninsula, and with the influx of over 3,000 people, most of them lumbermen, the town basically turned into a giant drunken brawl. Sounds like Bay City. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a lot of Michigan. Let's, let's, let's be fair. According to WFMK... Quote, saloons and taverns, gambling shacks, flea bag inns, and whorehouses basically made up the whole town. It drew in the boisterous, the brave, the soulless, and the meanest. Uh, things would get so out of control every weekend that the town's Boot Hill Cemetery was, buying, was burying new occupants every week. End quote. In the midst of that brawl was P.K. Small, better known as Snapjaw. Um... <clears throat> Like I said earlier, this story isn't going to be terribly paranormal unless you count Snapjaw's very odd ability. This man would do anything for a cent. Specifically, he would eat anything. 
Among the more terrible things people are uh, are said to have dared him to eat were fresh horse manure, the heads of animals, including lizards, birds, and possibly squirrels. I don't know why that was in contention. We're just going to (laughs) say squirrels and other people's spit. He was paid to go spittoon diving for money. God. God. (laughs) And think about where these spittoons were. Oh, gross. I'm glad to get this story out of the way. I, I don't know. I think I should have gone first so I could leave early. <laughs> no, you're staying. You're in now. Uh, and apparently his nose had been bitten or somehow taken off and then was sewed back on by someone who was very much not a professional tailor. His appearance and his unusual way of getting money earned him the nickname the owner of Saney. Um. Unfortunately, Saney itself didn't last long as a booming, booming drunken town. When the lumber dried up, so did the alcohol, and the town is down to roughly 300 people. But did you know that Hemingway also visited Saney? That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Like, oh, no, okay, that's fine. Uh, he came to fish and included the town in the story, The Big Two-Hearted River, which might sound familiar, even if you've never read Hemingway. It's kind of a, it's a beer. It's a really famous beer <laughs> yeah. here in Michigan. Oh, is that where Too Hard comes That's from? That's where Too Hard comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he lamented the loss of so many saloons, as he would. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and today you can visit the probably haunted Boot Hill Cemetery. I actually think it's in our dock. We just haven't written about it yet. Probably. There are so many cemeteries. There's oh, my gosh. Uh, or the Historical Museum, which has a website that is still working and gives very limited by appointment tours. Um, or go fishing. Or you can drink a lot, as Hemingway would have wanted it. Yes. And that's that's it on the Ogre of Saini. That's just... That's, that's disgusting. That's what that guy did. Yeah. That's what he did for a living. I'm pretty sure he didn't actually have a job. And didn't like didn't he supposedly stay there after the town went belly up or something like that? Like Probably. he was one of the last people to leave. Or I mean, if that's how he made a living, other? then he's not yeah. really reliant on the lumber. Yeah, yeah. And like, where the hell else is he gonna go? Yeah, right. Yeah, mm. take it to the big city. <laughs> <laughs> take it on the road. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. I mean, he, he was basically doing like a a circus geek act. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, no, he was he was he was biting the heads off of chickens and stuff. And he right? looked like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, he was he was basically doing a circus side sideshow act. Yeah. But on his own. Yeah. In a lumbering town. Yeah. That was just I mean, saloons. They needed entertainment somehow. I feel like they had enough, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. Did they have a haunted opera house? <laughs> I mean, I guess is it any weirder than like doing a sour toe cocktail or, you know, whatever Ugh. the other thing is? Yeah. Yeah, things I will never, ever do. <laughs> ever. No. God, no. The tequila with the stink in it. Nope, not doing it. Nope, not doing it. All right, go for it, my friend. All right. Um, so, Kimmy, I don't know how familiar you are with Boblo Island. I know Krista is, but mm-hmm. you're, you are not from Michigan. I'm so. not. Um, kind of. Like, I've seen it on websites when I'm doing research. Okay. But yeah. it, a, it would have been long closed before you moved here. Oh, yeah. Or even visited me. Yeah. Yeah. So. I went with my Not Girl much. Scout troop uh, when I was a kid. Oh, that's 
that's cool. Yeah, and I, I know I went there once when we were kids, um, and I don't remember the island itself. What I remember is, as a child, the ferry ride there was torturously long, <laughs> and we were so bored. <laughs> See, and I, I remember having fun because I was with a bunch of small children, and we just, like, ran all over the place. Right. You know. Um, I remember the bumper cars because that was my favorite and I refused to go on the roller coasters. So I mostly just did the bumper cars choice. over and over again. Yes, the correct choice. <laughs> so Bablo Island was an amusement park, kind of akin to like a Coney Island type thing. Okay. Um, on the Detroit River is technically, um, it is on ba- uh, Bois Blanc Island. No, it's still pronounced Bablo. Is it still pronounced Bablo? Yeah. Okay. That's why. What the that's fuck? <laughs> That's that's pronounced yeah. Bob. That's where the theme park got its name. Yes. They just spelled it phonetically, like Chef Boyardee. Okay. Right. <laughs> sure. Okay. All right, we'll go yeah. with it. It's, yeah, it's, in modern French, it would be Bois Blanc. Yeah. But, which is what, White Woods? Yes, because of the birch oh, trees. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of birch the, that way. Oh, I, I had okay. found the what the local tribes call, called it, and then I lost the name and I couldn't find it again. Okay. But it translated to the same thing. It translated to that White That makes Wood. sense. A okay. lot of things, actually, a lot of French names in Michigan and surrounding areas, I'm sure, are just the French translation of what the native tribes said yeah. it was called. Oh, yeah, they just said it back. Yeah, the French. French were like, what's this place called? And they're like, oh, we call it this. And like, what's that mean? Okay, cool, we're going to call it that. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool, thanks for the name. Yeah. But probably, probably the French at the time would have been like Bois Blanc. And mm-hmm. then people just like mm-hmm. Bablo, whatever. Oh, well, right. Or, bo- or Boyblo. And there were also like multiple islands crazy. around there with that same name. Great. They just called all of them the same thing Great. because they all had the same white birch growing on them. Yeah, because I think there's one up north, too. Yeah. By Mackinac Island. Yeah. Oops. Um, cool. But among, yeah. among the ghosts of the island um, are supposedly two British soldiers... Um, and there, uh, Fort Amherst was there. Okay. And it's now Fort Malden. Okay. Uh, but there were two um, British soldiers who supposedly were killed there. They were deserters. Their commanding officer put a bounty out on them, and the local tribes killed them oh, to shit. collect the bounty. Okay. Um, there were uh, something like seven local tribes that were friendly to the British at the time who lived on the island. Okay. The so these two Wait, how big is this island? Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, that's kinda big. Yeah, it's or it was just a meeting place. Yeah, it it it, it, it was considered to be of strategic importance once the US took Detroit. Okay. So big enough that you could like station people there. Yeah, there was a fort. Right. Yeah. And like yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um it is technically part of I think Amherstburg, Ontario. Oh. Yeah. Um, now there are condos and things like that. It's it's a like high end, not exactly resort community, but kind of. Sure. Okay. That is what they turned it into. Michigan's version of a resort community. Yes. Well, yeah. Canada's version. Um, Canada's version of a. Yeah. It, it served as Tecumseh's headquarters for a while. Oh. Yeah. So he was there on the island, and then uh, Dillinger's ghost is supposedly seen there because he had a hideout on the island. Oh, for a I was bit. like, what the fuck is Dillinger doing? Yes. There? I did like one of the one of the sources that I saw that reported about Dillinger's ghost insisted, well, that can't be true because he didn't die there. And like, is he only supposed to show up in that alleyway in Chicago or wherever? Is that, that it? Probably ain't how that works, but we don't know. 
Yeah, I hate that as an excuse. Or like, ghosts can't exist because nobody died here, so it can't be haunted. Right. I'm like, like okay. Those are some leaps in logic, my friend. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> given, given the number of different types of haunting that have been kind of acknowledged, you know, right. things like stone tape recording, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, somebody dying there is not the only way that no. that happened. That's mm-hmm. just dumb. I call, I call baloney. <laughs> I said baloney, sir. Baloney machine. Yeah, I'm trying to make this trying to make the story not a baloney machine. Shout out to the Newkirks. <laughs> shout out to shout outs. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they have a podcast called Haunted Objects Pod. It's great. It's hilarious. Yes. They are really funny people. Go on. <laughs> anyway, go on. I mentioned them a lot. Um, and then there are the traditional like um, glowing orb lights and things that people see that for some reason are associated with island hauntings. I don't know why. Like every island haunting you ever see always has glowing lights. There's phantom lights. My guess would be like fairy lights. Something. I don't know. Yeah. Because islands tend to be wet. Yeah. Just by their very nature. Yeah. The Hawaiian islands have that story a lot. Well, and Oak Island, Mm -hmm. like the thing that that drew the original story you know, pers- the person in the story about Oak Island that kicked the whole thing off was that he saw phantom lights on the island. Yeah. And then he rode over there. That was what made him go there in the first place. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, something about islands and hauntings and, and ghostly lights. I don't know why. Interesting. Um, Boblo Park, which later became Boblo Island Amusement Park, was opened by the Detroit Belle Isle and Windsor Ferry Company in 1898. It was the city of Detroit's answer, essentially, to Coney Island. Yeah. That was that type of park. Yeah. Um, And it was basically an urban amusement park. It wasn't really a theme park, per se. Right. Yeah. Um, You got to the park by two ferries, the SS Columbia and the SS St. Clair. Okay. Um, They were two steamships that were built in 1902, which are now the last of their kind. I was going to say, and when did they sink? Because I'm used to talking about shipwrecks. Oh, no. (laughs) No. Yeah. They're still around. Um, They are are commonly referred to as the Boblo boats. Because that's basically the only thing they were ever used for was to get to Boblo Island. That I've heard Like, I didn't even know they had names. I just, they were just the Boblo boats. Right. (laughs) And, you know, growing up, I assumed that there were more of them. That wasn't just two. Um, I but, never thought of it. But you could hold, no. I think it was up to 2,500 person people per ship. Damn. They, they held a lot, which tells you how popular the parks were. Yeah. Oh, extremely. Because yeah. it was like one of the only things you could do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, can you imagine having an urban amusement park like that here now? Like, awesome. That'd be pretty great. Yeah. There's a couple in, in um, Southern California that are like just little... Amusement parks that are Coney right. Island style. Yeah. 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 We have like Michigan Adventure yeah. and Cedar Point, which isn't even in Michigan. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we, but we took it. it. But we claimed it. Yeah. I've been there several Sorry. times. <laughs> I've been there on school trips. We went there for our, our eighth grade farewell. Yeah. We went to, to Cedar Point. <laughs> Where you go, man? <laughs> yeah. Like you, you wouldn't have to travel all the way down to Sandusky to go to Cedar Point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because yeah. we did drive out from Kalamazoo to yeah. go to Boblo Island. Yeah. Um, Cedar Point is a little bit of a hike. It's it's not a short, you know, not a short drive. Especially from Kalamazoo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. But um, both the ships featured dance halls. They were the first ships in the U.S. to have dance halls. Goodness. They had arcades, uh, and they also had snack bars. I could live here. Very important. Yeah. It was a trip. Um, <laughs> the park itself featured either the largest dance hall or the second largest dance hall. I've seen both. 
uh, in the U.S. at the time of its construction, which was financed by Henry Ford. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, the dance hall was built, I think, in 1913, and that building actually still stands. Remember when we liked dance as, like, a culture? <laughs> I don't do that anymore. Anyway, <laughs> I miss dance. <laughs> do the kids these days, do they dance? Uh, I blame baptism for the hey, downfall hey, of white people dancing. I've, I've seen I've seen Wednesday, yes. <laughs> it's true. I haven't yet. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's excellent. It's really good, actually. Oh, it's so good. It's delightful. Tell my loving, wonderful husband to stop watching reruns of Forged in Fire. We will. Mm. Is there a way to just block it? Ooh. <laughs> I love you, Aaron. Put the, put the child lock on there? <laughs> yeah. Be like, no, I don't know content. what happened. It's not working. No, no, he's learning things. <laughs> yeah. Fine. It's educational. Uh, repetitive viewings. It's, educational. Mm. it's educational. Maybe he just needs a second TV. Mm. I was going to say we have one, but no, we gave it away. Mm. You could like set that up on the side and you can have put like, it out in the garage where he's working. Both yeah. going at the same time. <laughs> put it out in the garage that I'll never see him again. That's <laughs> true. We saw him on he's the way gone in. gone forever. I, yeah, it's his lunch hour. Yeah. <laughs> Lord. Uh, so among the other intra- attractions at Boblo Island were the swan boats, um, bumper cars, there were, uh, were three roller coasters, at least one of which still survives. It was at Astro World for a while after the park closed down, and then uh, it moved to another park in Texas. Oh. Yeah. Um, there was a Space Needle, which was one of the last things to survive as far as the rides go. In fact, I think it was the last ride to survive. I'm pretty sure I took that, too, and I think I remember the Swan Boats. Yeah. The what does the boats Space Needle do? It just goes up, and it's just an observation tower that goes up and down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, actually, that was only demolished in 2021. Oh. by the current owners of the property because they finally decided that it was a safety risk. And they were probably tired of people trying to climb it and putting the video on YouTube. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Don't film your crimes. You don't film your crimes. Yeah, it was weird watching videos of it being all overgrown because I'm like, I remember this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been on yeah. it. I know that's going like to be weird. Especially the videos of like the bumper car area. I'm like, I oh, yep, that's it. Mm. Like yeah. I remember it quite vividly. And that's I think the bumper car pavilion is still weird. there. Last I knew it was. Yeah. I mean, it's been a few years, but yeah, because I saw um, videos on YouTube and it was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's weird. weird. I mean, I come from the land where nothing old stays. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, I've never like that's not an experience that I've ever had. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it was really weird. Um, there was also a log flume, a zoo, a theater, a miniature railroad um, and a number of other things among the attractions. Now, I, I will remind you, this is private property these days. <laughs> don't you can get over to Pablo Island because yeah. it's residential over there you yeah, know if you boat but over the park itself is private property um so you know do so not, we're not yeah we're, we're not, not endorsing you to <laughs> screwing around over there you know uh and putting your crimes on YouTube don't eh. do that no but however email us about them and tell us if you saw anything weird there you go yeah yeah yeah, we're not Although, condoning it, but... Are people in Ontario as likely as people in Michigan to patrol with shotguns? I don't know. I did I did watch a video, and I didn't look to see when it was shot, but it had to be relatively recent um, of somebody wandering around, you know, looking at the different buildings. He went to the dock where the boats would land. He went to... Um, you, you could see the bumper car pavilion. He found the bathrooms. He found the dance hall. Okay. Um, and then he got chased off by a security pickup truck. Oh, okay. to get out of there. But I but he was also like up close to the buildings. He was like looking in windows and stuff. So he looked like he was gonna yeah. He looked like he'd be, he looked he'd like, being weird. Yeah, might have yeah. been up to no good. 
Yeah. He wasn't having a picnic. Right. Yeah. If he was just like walking around, <laughs> then they may not have hassled him as much. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. I mean, there have been a number of places we've talked about on the podcast where it's like, be careful because you might get shot by someone with a shotgun. Right. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. This has come up multiple times. Yeah. yeah. Parashaney. Yeah. Don't don't wander through. <laughs> you you will die. And it has nothing to do with the paranormal. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Michigan folk don't really think twice about shooting people with shotguns if they're on their property. Correct. Mm. Um, the Pablo boats and the park itself were the focus of a Supreme Court case during the Civil Rights Movement. Go on. That led to both of them being forced to desegregate in 1948. The case is in 1948. I don't know when they specifically desegregated, but it was close to that. Um, so it predated, actually, the, the initial event predated Rosa Parks. Wow. Um, and was part of what led to desegregation. Um, one of the arguments was that, well, you can't tell us what to do because the island is in Canada. And the Supreme Court said, the hell we can't because your boat is in the U.S. Ooh. Fair enough. Yeah. Take that. International incident. Woo! Yeah, I know. Like, wow. Well, originally what they had planned to do was they were going to build a separate park for black people. Oh. And then when this case came up, they decided they were not going to do that. They were just going to desegregate the park. Right. So... Like the correct course of action. Yeah, the correct. Correct. Thing to do. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, ferry service ended in 1991 from the Detroit side, um, and that began essentially a quick decline of of the park, um, which then closed its doors. Probably for good about in the time I was there. Ninety. Yeah, it would have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we would have been. If I was in Girl Scouts, I was in school. Yeah. So. Right. Um, so various efforts have been um, made to rescue the surviving Columbia and St. Clair, the two boats, yeah. as well as to develop the park property. It went through a number of hands before it finally closed down permanently, and they've tried to do other things with it, and it's never really worked out. Mm-hmm. But the boats both survive. That's cool. Um, the Columbia was moved to Buffalo, New York for refurbishments because it was the cheapest place that they could do it. <laughs> okay. Originally, it was in Toledo, and then they moved it to Buffalo. Okay. Uh, the St. Clair suffered a catastrophic fire in 2018. Ooh, that destroyed, I remember this, too. Yeah, so do I. About it. Um, it destroyed many of the original wood features, and um, among them, the ship's mahogany staircase. No! Was, was the big thing. Yeah. Um, but the, the actual hull survived. Okay. And so it's, in, it's part of a rebuilding effort right now in Detroit. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it continues to undergo repairs. Mm-hmm. Both the ships are rumored to be haunted. Hell yeah. And I could only find like a little bit of information on either one of these hauntings. I couldn't find the direct like interviews or anything like that 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 the sources did. Um, But workers on the St. Clair have reported hearing phantom crewmen and guests when the ship is empty other than them. The Columbia boasts um, Detroit comedian, actor, and the voice of underdog Wally Cox as its resident ghost. (laughs) Somehow. Somehow. (laughs) The only info I could dig up was a single CBS article, but it was CBS, so I was like, well, Uh, I I feel like it's kind of trustworthy, I guess. I guess. You know, it's a major news outlet or whatever. Dude, it's, it's it's no better or worse than anything we would find. Right. I can't I mean, find any explanation <laughs> as to why Wally Cox specifically haunts that ship. Why? Other than that, he was from Detroit. There's no specific connection between him and Boblo Island or the Boblo boats or anything. Cool. Um, that you could find it at least. Yeah. Because I mean, maybe he performed 
there? Yeah. I don't know. I don't so know. Wally Cox's story was kind of interesting, though. He he um, and Marlon Brando grew up together, and they were very close friends, possibly more than that. Ooh. Ooh. Um, he first he he started out as a comedian. Um, he then moved into television. He was on a show called Mr. Peepers. <laughs> that that he became famous for. He was kind okay. of he was kind of a you know he had a very specific look. We'll put it that way. That made Kimmy's gonna look it up right now. Google. Yeah, like I you see a picture of the guy and you go, no, that's Mr. Peepers. Um, <laughs> but he was he was a uh, the the whole show was about him being a science teacher and he was kind of a nerd and uh, his romantic interest was uh, a lady who worked at the school. I don't remember. Yeah, Kimmy's yeah. Okay, exactly. That looks, looks like a Mr. Peepers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, he got typecast in that role, which he kind of resented. He did not appreciate that. Okay. But then, yeah, he later, like, you know, I think today people would mainly recognize him as he was the voice of Underdog. Yeah, there you go. There's him young. Yeah, I remember Underdog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but he and Marlon Brando, yeah, grew up together since I think they were nine years old. So they Aww. knew each other from a very young age. And they were both super into motorcycles. And so they also kind of bonded over that. When Wally Cox died of a heart attack at only 48, he died real young. Oof. He asked that um, no funeral service be performed. He didn't want, you know, any, anything to kind of happen. And they had him cremated. Okay. And he asked that his ashes be scattered at sea. Well, supposedly Marlon Brando <laughs> showed up at his memorial unannounced, and he got hold of the ashes. I, I don't know how. But until the end of his life, he supposedly had the ashes in his bedroom and would talk to them at night. And he is quoted as saying that if Wally Cox had been a woman, that he and Wally would have been married and lived happily. Oh, babies. That's so sweet. Yeah. Oh, so they were very close. I mean, they were. They were. They were mm, close. Yeah. Aww. Um, Wally Cox. I didn't had... know Marlon Brando was anything but manly straight. I guess it. Oh have. no. Well, I mean, Marlon Brando was was notoriously oh. like closeted by. Um, Got it. He he supposedly was also um, James Dean's lover. All the best people are bisexual. That's true. Yeah. Some terrible people are bisexual. Oh as well. yeah. No, it's yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Cursed cinema looking at you. Um, <laughs> she's just insane. It's fine. But yeah, I, I could not find anything relating to Boblo or the boats or anything that would that would lead me to go, oh, that's why Wally Cox haunts that boat. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. It's like somebody was doing an EVP session or like a, like a ghost box and got like a underdog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, the time that, that he was around, he would have gone to Boblo Island more than likely. You know? Sure. Maybe oh, yeah, he was sure. just, maybe he just really dug Boblo Island. I don't know. He really liked don't, riding I the boat. Don't I, don't I, don't I don't know. I don't know. But but they have identified him as, as the Columbia's resident ghost. Cool. So there you go. Sweet. Um, the ghost story that really interests me, however, is Smiley the Magician. It would. All yeah. of that would interest you, yeah. yeah. Right? I told you, you're not going to be surprised at all. No. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, for some reason, I'm like, because it's a magician, that's why. Yeah. His like, name is Smiley. This this is a story that, like, any other day I would write this off as just being crap. 
I really would. But there was something about this story that grabbed me, and I was like, I really like want to dig down on this story and see if I can confirm any of this. Um, so this story comes from a website called yourghoststories.com. It's a place where you go and you publish your personal yeah. supernatural experiences. Yeah. Yep. I think I've used them on the podcast before. Probably. If okay. not, they're in the doc. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere. So again, no more or less legitimate than any place else where people tell their personal experiences Pretty much. you know with the paranormal yeah okay. our right. favorite place is the comment section for paranormal stuff oh yeah so. uh, yes um so and, and that's what it is the website you pu- you publish your paranormal experiences um this was originally posted december 15th 2014 today is december 14th damn it would be it will be eight years tomorrow the day after tomorrow the documentary that i'll talk about a little bit later about Boblo Island and the boats has its Ann Arbor debut on the 16th at the Michigan Theater. Oh snap! So, why well, call it you know call it coincidence or call it you know the the phenomena messing with you? Sure, yeah, whatever you want to cool. do. You know, so I cool thought that was or whatever cute. it is. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. well, that's a cute little. All right, yeah. Um, the poster worked as a you know as a young man doing various jobs at Boblo Island at the amusement park. During his off hours, because most of his shifts were half day, uh, he would hang out around the theater because there were cute chorus girls there. Yeah, there were. And there were always, like, rotating magicians and stuff. So there was always something to do. Um, and he, he would just kind of hang out there, and he, he knew the people who worked backstage um, and, you know, that kind of stuff. So that was how he heard the story of Smiley Smilovich. <laughs> I hate this already. <laughs> Now, now the the guy he's who's not a clown. He's not a clown. <laughs> really? Because he sounds like one. It kind of does. He's he's no Shivy the clown. He's no Shivy. It's true. Yeah. Oh, Shivy. Um, now the guy who posted this story, he openly expresses his doubts about you know the veracity of Smiley's story. Because Smiley's story comes off as like the summer camp urban legend, sure. type of thing. You know what I mean? Like it's it's very unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, I am one hundred percent certain that it is total crap. <laughs> but as it was told to him by one of the older magicians who worked at the theater, um, who'd been with the park for years and years and years, Smiley Smilovich had been an associate and an apprentice to Harry Houdini. Okay. He was so close, in fact, that he visited Houdini in the hospital the night of his death and had, you know, talked with Houdini about like, how his tricks were done. He, he had been an assistant, so he knew how his current tricks were done, but Houdini supposedly confided in him ideas for new things that he had not gotten to do yet. Mm. Okay. After the death of his mentor, Smiley became a magician in, in his own right, performing in vaudeville and then going over to Boblo through the thirties and forties. And Boblo was a pretty good paying gig, I guess at the time. Sweet. And it was reliable. Like you didn't have to, you know, take a train across, you know, across the country and perform it in theaters. According to the story, Smiley died performing his version of one of Houdini's tricks. Smiley climbed into a locked trunk, which was then set on fire, and he would escape from the trunk. Sure. Right? But on the night that he died, Smiley didn't take into account that between the time that he was a young man learning how to do this and the time that he got older, he put on a lot of weight. And so when he got locked in the trunk, the compression of the trunk lid being locked down on him caused a heart attack and his assistants didn't realize anything was wrong until after the trunk was already on fire. <laughs> and that sounds a little suspect to me. Yeah. But... Like this whole thing, this whole thing sounds suspect. Right. Um, 
And so they, when they realized something was wrong, they put the trunk out to find Smiley's charred corpse right. inside the trunk. Like I said, this is a summer camp. Oh, yeah. Spooky uh-huh. story yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. This is crap. Um, so, uh, so yeah, cause him to have the heart, fatal heart attack, and they find his charred remains inside. You can see clear parallels between how Houdini dies in the movies in that first film that's made about him in the 1950s where he mm. dies in the water torture chamber right. compared to how Houdini actually died, which was appendicitis exacerbated by being punched in the stomach. Right. Um, so it, essentially, yeah, they, they took the movie Houdini's death and well, yeah, you made it smiley and, and added fire instead of water. That's basically <laughs> what happened. How do we change this just enough so nobody sues us? Essentially, mm-hmm. yes. Similar to, but legally distinct from. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so the person who posted the story then forgot about Smiley. Until one day when he was eating in the employee cafeteria, somebody had out a bunch of photos um, from over the years at the park. Either they were working on some kind of, you know, memorial project or something. But there, there, were, there was a table and they had all these photos on it. And there on the table is a picture of a heavyset man with a flat boater hat that says Boblo on it, um, square cut beard, and it's signed in uh, colored pencil, Smiley. Okay. How do you sign in colored pencil? I don't know, or, or wax pencil or something. Okay. Or something that would <laughs> sign on a photograph. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a sharpie like at the time. wax or something. Yeah, whatever it was. Um, and that kind of, you know, blew his mind for a moment there because he had some kind of confirmation that Smiley existed that there right. was a person who went by that name in the park it was the picture was in front of the theater so presumably he was a magician you know there was enough connection there right but yeah this was an actual person right yeah. so he he in terms of his personal experience has confirmation that smiley existed yeah. he still doesn't really believe that any of the other stuff happened the poster eventually moved into park security and i don't know how many years you know, took place between... Sure. But he started when he was basically a young kid, you know, maybe high school age, doing odd jobs around the park, whatever he did, and he was an adult by the time that he was doing the security stuff. I would hope so. Um, And again, he kind of forgot about the story of Smiley, as you do. Until one summer day when uh, a tornado hit the park. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, no. And according to the poster, the park... So according to the poster, the park closed the season after this, which would make this 1992, because the park shut down September 30th, 1993. Okay. So he said that, yeah, the park's last year was the year after this happened. So we have a date. Okay. More or less. The poster and his security partner were responsible for evacuating the park and getting people to the ferries and also separate boats that were there for the staff. Okay. And getting them out. So they cleared their area. There were multiple security teams. They cleared the section they were responsible for, but then they realized, well, nobody had cleared the theater. So the two of them go to the theater, and then they're going to go to the boats. And they've given them a time frame. They said, look, you have an hour to do this or however long it was. Sure. And if you don't get to the boats, we're going. We're leaving you here, and you shelter in place. Okay. That's what you do. So they knew they only had a few minutes to do this at this point. So they go to the theater, confirm that it's empty, and then all of a sudden they get this feeling that all of a sudden just kind of the air changes and they get this feeling like they're not alone. And he looks up and his partner is looking at the same thing 
on stage, and a man walks out from behind the curtain. He's wearing a flat-top boater hat. He's a heavyset guy, and he's got a square-cut beard. Okay. And he looks at them from the stage, and the two of them turn around, and they book it. <laughs> and he, he, he says he knows for sure that the other guy was reacting to the same thing he was looking at, whether he saw the same thing. Sure. But they were both looking at that. They both take off. They get to the ship that's going to take the employees off the island, and it takes them to Detroit, where they get off, and the storm is not as bad on the mainland. And he said that's the last time he was ever on the island. He did not go back. They closed for the rest of that season, mm. um, and he did not stay there for the last season. Okay. So he was not back on the island. He and his partner did not want to talk to each other about what they had seen. <laughs> they were very uncomfortable about this. Um, so many people are like that. I'm like, I no, let's talk. Right? No. <laughs> talk it out. <laughs> so that that was one of the only two stories I could find about Smiley. Okay. The other story was published this year. Hey, love when that happens. And I'm pretty sure this one read this original story. I just made a creepypasta about it. Great. Because the place where it came from, it's a YouTube channel that does both true ghost stories or people's personal ghost stories, but also does creepypasta stuff and doesn't differentiate between which is which. Oh. I hate that. I hate yeah. that. So, and, and there are enough details in common with this one that I'm pretty sure it's, it's they just okay. read this story and took it and rewrote it. Yeah. But their story essentially was that, um, you know, they were teenagers, grandpa lived... Uh, on the island, which there is a small community there. Yeah. And he used to work for the park and would tell them stories about the park. And so they decided one day they were going to break in and see the old buildings and stuff, see what they could do. Yeah. Because they're dumb teenagers. So they break into the old theater, and they had been told the story of of Smiley, just, just like this poster had about him, you know, being a magician and stuff. And so they break into the theater. It's all, you know, dirty and cobwebbed and stuff. And they sit down in the audience and are screwing around. They're, you know, going, uh, you know, on with the show, on with the show. And then one of them is booing. And then all of a sudden, the person who wrote, posted or wrote the story said, you know, said, oh, well, then we started chanting, smiley, smiley, oh smiley. Gosh. And when they did that, it's the same thing. A man steps out from behind the curtains yeah. wearing the flat top boater hat, heavy set guy, square cut beard, and they booked it. And then he told his, he eventually told his grandfather what happened, what they did. And after getting yelled at for breaking into the theater, <laughs> his grandfather pulls out a book of memorabilia that he had. And he supposedly had a poster for Smiley's original show with a picture or a drawing of him on there saying, The Amazing Smiley. Okay. And the kid you know, says, oh, well, that's him. That's the guy. Yeah. You know, so that to, that to me, there are too many things in common that it just seems like somebody just saw the original story and, yeah. You take it for... Uh, you know, if, uh, there are enough differences. It could be a different story. Yeah, I don't know. They just had the same experience. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, if you are the person who posted that story and it was a true story, I apologize. <laughs> we'll go with that. But we don't believe you. I'm just kidding. Yeah, so... Um, so yeah, take that for what it's yeah. worth. Email uh, email contact haunted mitten at gmail.com. Tell yeah, us. right. Yeah, <laughs> please. Yeah. So, yeah, something about this story just grabbed me. I don't know what it was. I don't know that it was just because you know, magicians are interesting to me, uh, whatever it was. Um, 
But normally this was this was a, a goofy enough story that I was like, ah, this sounds this sounds dubious at best. <laughs> but the person does acknowledge the dubious parts. Sure. He acknowledges that the actual story about Smiley burning and stuff, that sounds like baloney. Right. That does not sound true. Yeah. That is a thing that you would be able to look up in a newspaper if somebody burned to death live on stage. <laughs> you would find yeah. that information. Yes, you can. Yeah. yeah. Can confirm newspapers love writing about people dying. Oh, right. yeah. Love it. Especially so, back in the day. I immediately went, okay, what can I confirm? Yeah. Um, stupidly, of course, the first thing I tried to confirm was, was there ever a Smiley the Magician? Now, this was a vaudeville-era magician. Mm-hmm. So chances are you're not really going to find anything unless they were super-duper famous. Right, because there was like a million of them. Right. So, And you're Correct. dealing with Canada and the U.S. And you're dealing right. with Canada and the U.S. Um, you're dealing with basically people who are itinerant, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So... I could not find anything on Smiley the Magician yet. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to melt your brain. Great. <laughs> I'm so, yeah, that's right. I'm so excited. <laughs> melt um, it. <laughs> now, when, when the storm happened in this story, he says they closed for the rest of the season to repair the damage to the park. So I went, well, can I find anything about a, a season at Pablo Island that cl- where they closed early? You should be able to, yeah. Couldn't find anything there. So now this is starting to look real dubious yeah. to me. Right? Like, nope. So I, I thought about what else can I try and confirm? What can I, you know, what is the thing I can find? And I thought, well, the weather, that's a thing you keep records of. Right. Even if you didn't, you know, even if it wasn't big ne- enough news that the park closed early for the season, you keep track of the weather real studiously. Mm-hmm. You can look that up. Especially if it caused a park to close early. Right. Right, or at least, like, yeah, damage enough to right. evacuate places. And I had a rough date. Right. Because we know that the guy says it happened the year before the park closed, the year before the final season. So I know it had to happen around 1992. So 1992, uh, according to Wikipedia, um, poor weather hurt attendance goals, but they don't say anything specific about, you know, closing early or storm damage or anything like that. Okay. However... August 28th, 1990, three tornadoes hit southern Ontario at the same time. Ooh. And now this is 20 years since between the time that this supposedly happened and the time that the guy tells the story. Yeah. I'm willing to give you two years. Oh, yeah. No, people yeah. remember things wrong all the time. Right. And <laughs> the year after... 1990, 1991, is when the ferries stopped running. Right. 1992, the park had already started selling off rides and things. Okay. Namely, there was a historic carousel that they sold piecemeal to collectors. Oh. And it was big news because people were mad that this historic carousel was being dismantled and sold in pieces. So the decline of the park... The starting of closing things down did start happening in 1991, the year after these three tornadoes hit. Right. So my guess is he's probably thinking about 1990 when these three tornadoes hit. Because the way he describes it is these storms, the storm was bad enough that it was blowing ride parts around. Like the log flume logs were rolling down the trail. Okay. Like it was bad, bad. Well, and if he took the 
fairies to get off the island. The fairies had to be running, they correct? They had to be running. Yes. So my guess is it's actually 1990, not 1992, and that 20 years down the line, yeah. he's just kind of misremembering it. And he conflated um, the decline of the park with the closing of the park. Correct. Which, yeah, or the fairies stopping running. Fairies stopping, right. yeah. And, and if he was not working at the park again after that incident, eh. you know, yeah. then that time may have been compressed as well. For sure. Well, so if the I, fairies stopped running, how did people get to the park? Well, you could still get there from the Ontario side. There so, was still oh, boats that went from there. So just de- the U.S. Just was the cut Detroit. off. Yes, <laughs> correct. The U.S. was cut <laughs> off. The riffraff. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there was supposedly like a lot of um, uh, violent incidents that started happening on the ferries mm. um, to the point where like the Canadian police at one point had to wait on the other side armed Mm. To deal with some real oh, some, shit, they yeah. actually got out their guns. Yes, yeah. So, so there was, you know, uh, yeah, there there was a social they decline did, kind they of. Didn't, you they know, did, yeah, you know. you're right. They like, didn't want the riffraff coming anymore because they just caused yeah. problems. I know what Windsor thinks of Detroit. I've yeah. read several articles about it, <laughs> but that would make sense because I mean that the ferry is no longer running from the U.S. side is effectively closing it to us. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because driving around to the other side isn't it. worth it. No. Right. That's, that's a drive. Yeah, we're not doing it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to give you two years. Yeah. You know, I believe that. So now I've got confirmation about the weather thing and about the tornadoes, um, which, get, you know, which put me back on in the, okay, this story is plausible camp. Mm-hmm. So finally I went, okay, I'm back on Smiley. What, like, there's got to be something that I can dig up on a person with that name, Smiley Smilovich. That's a very interesting name, yes. So I, I started looking at, like, uh, find a grave. Could I find somebody named Smiley Smilovich buried in Detroit? No. Or in Michigan? No. I didn't I didn't look up on uh, Amherstburg. I should have. All right. But what I found when I went, oh, wait, Houdini. Right. Was there anybody nicknamed Smiley associated with Houdini? Right. Because the story is that he was Houdini's assistant for a while. Right. That's a thing I should be able to find. It turns out there was a Sam Smiley Smilowitz. Or Smilowitz. I don't know how he would have pronounced it. Okay. He was an art student at McGill University in Montreal. He sketched Houdini at a university lecture October 19th before Houdini died. Okay. He gave the sketch to Houdini, and Houdini liked it so much that he invited him backstage at the Princess Theater later that week in Montreal to do another sketch. Okay. Smiley brings with him two other students, Jacques Price and a guy they didn't know how the other guy got in on this, nobody has an explanation for. Smiley acknowledges he didn't know who this guy was, but he came with him. Okay. Uh, named <laughs> Jay Gordon Whitehead. It was Jay Gordon Whitehead who delivered the fatal punch that led to Houdini's death. Oh, shit. Smiley was the only witness anyone could find to the punch to what happened backstage in Montreal. Wow. And the insurance company f- 
before Houdini's wife contacted him. They had his contact information because it was on the back of the sketch that he had given Houdini. Oh, right. And so he was the only witness that they could interview to confirm that they owed her the insurance money. Wow. And he later did another sketch for the insurance company of what happened that night. Oh, and you wow. can find that sketch online. <gasps> That's awesome. Oh my gosh. So my the- so there's a couple of things that may have happened here, I think. Yeah. One, either the, his story and the magician's story just got conflated, that somebody just took his story and extrapolated on it. He was never a magician. That was he was an art student. Right. Right. It's also possible that some magician in the vaudeville era, in order to give himself credibility mm. and increase his own reputation, took Smilovitz's story, said it was about him, added the other details, and then later on ended up working at Bablo Island. And then that was the story that he would tell people. That's entirely possible, especially well, in that era. Yeah, and why wouldn't you? Especially, how's peop- how, how are people going to follow up? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, yeah, and people made up stories about themselves all the time. Yeah. But. Well, and, and, you know, a magician is somebody who is paid to lie to you with your consent. It's true. Like, mm-hmm. that is the job description. Yeah. So He could yeah. have just flat out made up the story and had no knowledge of this other smiley. That's that's possible, too. Or it was, right? like, that's a name that, I, I I mean, I assume he did because the names are that similar. I doubt his name was even Smilowitz or Smilovitz or Smilovich or whatever. I don't know. I can think of a poet that existed in the, I believe, the late 1800s, um, J.B. Smiley. Okay. He, okay. Wrote a, he wrote a poem about Kalamazoo, which I mostly have memorized. <laughs> because <laughs> It's like, oh, that's why you know who him. Who does that? Yeah. Um, his name is J.B. Smiley, and he okay. was a poet. So okay. okay. Don't know if he was a magician, yeah. but he wrote poetry. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I would not put it past a professional magician to have known, yeah, the story of Sam Smilowitz and, yeah, said that, oh, this story was about me and I was his apprentice and I was there the night he uh-huh. died. And, um, you know, I have his tricks yeah. and things um, just to make it more desirable to come and see him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, that's a possibility. It's also possible that somebody just knew in like vaguely remembered the Smilowitz story with Houdini and added it or you know, made a story up about somebody else or about a ghost in the theater. But if the person posting this, you know, did in fact see what he says he saw, that this is not just made up, um, you know, the question is, and he asked this question at the end of his story, did the ghost exist first or did the legend exist first? Was this a story that somebody made up to explain the ghost? They knew that the ghost was a guy named Smiley because they had the photographic evidence that that was what the guy looked like. There was a dude. Yeah. Yeah. But he never says that anybody told him that Smiley's ghost was there. The story that he gets told is the death of Smiley. Right. So the other question is, did he project what he knew onto whatever phenomena was happening? Mm Mm-hmm. So that's a possibility, too, that this was what he expected to see, so that's what he saw. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what we do on this show. That is what we do on this show. So, So there's enough, like, confirmable data here for me to go... Okay, this is this is in the realm of plausible now for me, this story. Right. That there's enough that uh, detail that I buy 
this person may have seen what he thinks he saw, or he yeah. may have seen something that he had this experience. Oh yeah. Um, but it was it was for some reason a story that grabbed me. I found it really interesting. That's well, yeah. I just love how like it may not have had like there was we have there's a person, there's a place, <laughs> there's a happening. Mm-hmm. They may not be connected, but <laughs> mm-hmm. it's all enough to be like okay. Well, at least there was at least some part of it existed right and the person who right. told the story you know acknowledges that here's the stuff that sounds like crap yeah here's the stuff yeah. that i don't believe right here's the stuff that's questionable but that but i have here's what yeah, i saw here's what i saw here was what happened before that to confirm some things for me so yeah mm-hmm. i really wish i had that picture of smiley that he saw right yeah like oh my god um which i mean who knows maybe that picture's buried somewhere god only knows um, <laughs> but we, like one of the things that's interesting to me, and Chris and I were talking about this before we came out to record today. Why do you think it is that certain types of location seem to always be haunted? So like theme parks or amusement parks. Because yeah. I know Cedar Point is notoriously haunted. The Kristen said the hotel there is is supposed to be haunted. Mm-hmm. I have always heard that the dining room upstairs that you can rent out from the arcade at Cedar Point mm. is haunted. Yeah. Um you know, Disney is supposed to be haunted. Oh, yeah. I know Kings Island is supposed to be haunted, um, which is, you know, you know the one down in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, something something about amusement parks. Same right. thing with, like, hotels and theaters. What is it about those types of location? Yeah, we, we just did theaters. We did. Yeah. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is lots of people and lots of energy. Mm-hmm. So there's there's lots of... And very particular kinds of energy, especially at, a, at an amusement park. Um, joy, of course, because mm-hmm. you probably aren't going there when you're too, maybe going there and you're super sad. But that's <laughs> probably not the majority. Um, fear on the ride. Fear. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and just excitement and just a whole bunch of energy building and building and building from all the years of all the people walking through those gates. And it just... Whether or not ghosts are dead people, I don't know, question mark. Probably not. I don't know, question mark. Um, but there's enough energy there that something happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, theaters, same thing. There's a bunch of people. There's a bunch of emotion. Um, and all of that emotion gets poured into the place. So There are also all three of those very transitory spaces that... True. You're there temporarily. Right. You know, you're there for a day or you're there for a week or whatever right. it is, unless you work there. Um, but they're not spaces that you stay in. Right. You're not there forever, yeah. Right. Yeah. Which makes it which makes me think, oh, they're probably they're like liminal spaces. They're the places in between. Kind of, yeah. Very similar anyway. Yeah. yeah. But it's like in the case of theaters, it's so accepted. Oh yes, all theaters have a ghost. Yeah, that yeah. like the is it the Peace Auditorium at EMU, which is has a new name now, I think. Um, but there's you know people made up a story about a theater ghost. So whenever you look up like haunted Ypsilanti, you usually will see that listed, and it's been debunked because the person that made it up was like, "Yeah, I totally made that up." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, it's a theater, so of course it has to have a ghost. So right. let's make up a story about a theater student committing suicide because that's usually what happens. <laughs> yes. That's usually mm-hmm. what the story is, and it's complete bunk. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's just tradition for theaters to have ghosts, and I think that kind of that makes their ghosts. Mm. People just made yeah, made up the story, and then if that story gets told enough times and is believed enough times, boom, man, you got you got yourself a ghost. I have never worked in a theater that had a ghost. Really? Yeah. No. Oh, ours did. Grabber didn't. Tulane didn't. That you know of. I refuse to believe that any part of New Orleans does not have at least four ghosts in one spot at the same time. <laughs> no, ours at um when I was the assistant house manager at Pacific, um, shout out Pacific in the middle of nowhere in Oregon. Um, we had a ghost. I don't remember a ghost's name, but I know that we had one. <laughs> and you know, when I started looking up Boblo, I was like, I will be shocked if I can't find anything about oh, a ghost sure. on Boblo Island. <laughs> But Smiley was the first one that came up. Oh. Weirdly enough. Like I and and one of the things that that the guy who posted the story said was, you know, the reason that he sort of wrote the story off was, you know, you like especially like as a teenager, if you're working there, you were always getting stories about, oh, you know, somebody got thrown off the Ferris wheel, somebody yeah. fell off the roller coaster, somebody, you know, there were always these like urban legend stories that you heard. And so any story then you start writing off as, well, that's right. just another urban and if legend. It's- and if it's not Action Park, they're just stories. <laughs> yes, correct. But if it's Action correct. Park, you need to call 911 right now. <laughs> Love Action Park. Lord. What a horrible place. <laughs> Do not know what that is. Oh, my God. It's, it's in New Jersey? It's, it's in New Jersey. Well, it was in New yeah. Jersey. And it is. Oh, it's still, it's still there. It's closed. It's just closed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Traction Park was like AKA Traction Park. Traction Park um, was notorious for its injuries and deaths. Hmm. <laughs> and I mean, like, people have died at, at, I mean, like, people have died at Cedar Point. Oh, yeah. oh, for sure. Now, up that by like a lot per year. Because you don't care about anybody's actual safety. You they're, allow the employees to drink and uh, smoke weed on duty. And they're all teenagers. And they're all teenagers. And nobody's properly trained in anything, and you just don't run an amusement park and just not give a yeah. shit about people. You have water rides. So amusement that... parks before Cedar Fair bought everyone. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but Action Park became like the notorious joke. Yes. They okay. uh, they made a Cuz it's named Action a Park. A satirical probably. film starring uh, oh, one did. of the guys from Jackass uh about it. Yeah. I don't remember. I can I Who? can't. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville. Oh, was it him? I think so. All right. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah, notoriously <laughs> ill run because nobody cared. No. And like should have been shut down. Decades and decades and decades ago, and just was allowed to keep going yeah. despite the lack of safety on pretty much every single. Yeah. Well, where did you say it was? New, New Jersey. Jersey. That's why. Because yeah. <laughs> as long as you paid your mafia yeah. your taxes, then you know. Then you know you yeah. got it. <laughs> yeah, as long as you bribe the right person, you're then fine. we're good. <laughs> Sorry, New Jersey. I'm not. I mean, Detroit was like that for a very long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> much of my lifetime. So I grew up with a very negative opinion of Detroit, as did most of Michigan. Things and have, things have changed quite a bit. It's true. Things have changed quite a bit in Detroit. It's <laughs> astonishing, really, to see the changes in the last 40 years. Yeah. So, yeah, that is that is what I have for you about um, Boblo Island. Amazing. So there... Um, there is, like I said, a documentary that just came out this year. It only came out in the last couple of months called mm-hmm. Boblo, A Detroit Fairy Tale, F-E-R-Y. Oh, I tale. get it. Yeah. Look at you. 
Yeah. Being smart. Um, and and it details the preservation efforts for the ships, for the two boats. Um, and also the civil rights movement connections, Bablo Island, and how important that was, um, cool. and the general history. And it combines um, live footage with um, claymation. Oh, with stop that's motion cool. animation, yeah. Um, it is narrated by Martha Reeves, the Motown singer. Um, the trailer, because I, have I haven't gotten a chance to see the film yet. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's supposed to have its Ann Arbor debut at Michigan Theater yeah. day after tomorrow. Oh, that's awesome. And then you could stream it actually right now. It's like 20 bucks to stream the movie and the special features online, or okay. you can just stream the movie for 12 bucks or just the special features for eight bucks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it deals with the civil rights movement and all that stuff. It fo- the trailers imply anyway that it focuses on three main people. One of them is a uh, local doctor who bought the St. Clair in order to preserve it. Um, and from what I've heard, somebody had bought it for a dollar at one point. I don't know if it was him or not. Hmm. Um, the guy who essentially is, uh, who, who, uh, guy who used to work for Bablo Island uh, doing concessions on the ship. Okay. And has a whole miniature Bablo Island in his house. He's oh got. My God. Wow, people love this place. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, they really did. Yeah. It's, people it, were it's, devastated when it closed. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a big part of Detroit history. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was open I mean, 1898. I mean, it's, I, it's true. Yeah. And again, it, it, I'd be surprised, 1898, that it didn't have a ghost. <laughs> and the third person is a local psychic who claims that the SS Columbia talks to her. Fuck yes. She says that the St. Clair never talked to her, and she's very glad that it doesn't. She doesn't want to know what the St. Clair has to say. Oh, no. Oh, no. Why? Is the St. Clair mean? I don't know. I don't know, because it won't talk to her. Is Columbia nice? I don't know. Nice <laughs> I have I seen can't some. Wait. I've and seen I... some videos of, like, the local Detroit News um, interviewing the guy who is doing the restoration and getting a, a miniature tour of the ship because it's mostly together. I mean, it's for the most part safe for people to walk on. Oh, yeah. but okay. It's not open to the public yet, right. I don't believe. Um, um, but for, I, yeah, I've seen a couple of like Fox 2 or whatever the local news stations oh, are. Okay. So. Yeah, and like I, I was watching yesterday, well, you were still at work, um, some some you know, different footage, uh, different uh, you know, people exploring Bablo Island, stuff like that. One of the um, footage pieces that was shown was when the fire happened on the St. Clair. Oh. <gasps> And you could see the guy from Fox News, like, crying as he was trying to report because of how big a piece of Detroit history this was. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, and and also, like I said, a a big piece of civil rights history that people didn't really know about. Right. um, Until kind of really recently that, you know, it came kind of back to the forefront that Mm -hmm. that had happened. Well, and you'd said the um, Detroit... Uh, draft Dodgers went through yes, Bablo Island. Yeah, the thing I found actually just in the last few minutes before we started recording, but we were waiting for Kimmy, um, was that it was a prime point for Draft Dodgers to escape the Vietnam War. Oh, so what you would do is you would buy a round-trip ferry pass, right, from Detroit. You would go to the island. You would trade your return trip ticket with someone from the Amherstburg side, and you would go to Canada that way. Oh, shit. What yeah. a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the person from Canada would just go to Detroit for the day. Sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a good idea. Right? Yeah. Good job, Draft Dodgers. And, and, and again, that's another thing. Just kind of adding energy to. Yeah. Oh, know, for sure. To the island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now the island is like luxury condos and like a marina 
you know, resort community kind of, you know, thing. Boring. Yeah. Um, the park is privately owned, the land. Uh, they've tried various redevelopment things with it. Everything has always kind of fallen through mm-hmm. and stuff. Like I said, they took the um, Space Needle down in 2021. So that actually happened well during during the pandemic. They took yeah. the Space Needle down because they felt it was too. It was no longer structurally sound. Right. I'm surprised and, it took this long. Honestly, yeah, I know. I kind of am too. Yeah, <laughs> it was the last of the rides to really still be there. Right. Um, the Bumper Car Pavilion is still there. The theater is still there. The building, the dance hall, is still there. Um, they built things better back in the day, yeah. right? I want to go so bad. You would think the dance hall would be haunted. Get, I would expect get a that. Canoe. There's probably some kind of white lady, some kind of resurrection Mary Something, hanging around. There. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There will be now. There will be now. Someone's going to make up that story. And, and I have You're to ass- welcome. I have to assume that was probably a prime like way for bootleggers and stuff to get through. Ooh. Oh, probably. I couldn't find any. I didn't see any history with bootlegging through. The island? No, because they were good at it. Right. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, in the wintertime, you know, you just wait for the river to fr- freeze over and you just walk yeah. across. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why I always believe whenever whenever some place is like, oh, like, this is a speakeasy. I'm like. Every place was. Can't tell it's not. Mm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it was just good at its job. <laughs> I mean, you had a boat right there ready to get you, you know. Yeah. Like, going back and forth. Um, it's amazing to me that it was the same boats that entire time, too. That's cool. too, like nuts. That's mm-hmm. and and part of the reason for the preservation efforts really is um, because they are the last of their kind. Yeah, there are no other boats like that that exist. Wow. So save those boats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, if you go to the Detroit Fairy Tales website, um, they do have links to all the different preservation efforts, okay. as well as to a preservation effort for the ha- uh, the home of um, the person who was at the center of the civil rights case, which um, is one of the 10 most at-risk historic buildings in the U.S. Oof. Yes. Okay. Um, and there's also another, I don't remember if it's another film about her that they were trying to finance, um, but they have links to all that stuff on Detroit Fairy Tales website, as well as where you can stream through Eventbrite, um, cool. the actual movie. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another documentary that I think PBS did, the local, like the local PBS station. Um, it's about a 20-minute documentary that you can find on YouTube okay. about Bablo Island. Um, and that Krista and I watched a number of years ago. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, that is cool. That is Bablo Island and Smiley the Magician. Um, still don't know about that, but I, I really yeah. love it. I don't know about... I. <laughs> Like I said, I'm willing to believe that this guy saw something that matched what he thought he was going to see. For sure. But yeah. whether it, yeah. I, it's a shame he didn't talk to the other guy that was there. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Our notes. Communicate. Right. Well, and, and he, you know, after that year, like, he didn't go back to the island, really. Mm-hmm. So he, right. like, just lost contact with that guy. So he right. couldn't even tell you who that guy was. Right. Um, but it, it, it part, you know, partly did surprise me that nobody else ever said anything about having an encounter with Smiley aside from that one YouTube video. But if the park closed after you know, that year or within two, three years, you know, after that, there was nobody there to make yeah. more claims about that. And it's also possible that that was one of the only times that it happened because of the heightened emotion from the storm. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That you're projecting all of this energy. People's emotions, storm, or people's energy, storm's energy. Yeah. 
Psh, ghosts. That yeah, maybe yeah. that was maybe that was what kind of conjured Smiley from Dude. his you know, subconscious or his expectations or whatever yeah. you want to call it, mm-hmm. that that was the reason that nobody really ever reported there being a ghost there. Who do we know that owns a boat? <laughs> <laughs> we know someone who has a plane, small plane. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Kimmy, do not confess your crimes ahead of the... <laughs> I didn't say <laughs> shit. No, I think that would be amazing. Like, I, I, that would be so cool to visit that. Yeah. Just walk around. Well, I just love, I love abandoned stuff anyway. It would be, for me, I feel like it would be surreal because, yeah, I did. I was very young when I was there. You were still there. Yeah, probably 1990. I mean, I was in, I started school in 87, so I was very young. Yeah. But I remember the bumper cars for sure. Um, Well. I think the Space Ninja, because that was probably the first time I was on one. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I love that marathon. Well, and, and, you know, one of the things I was kind of thinking about was why couldn't I find a report of this, the park closing early that year. But if it was 1990, and it ha- the tornadoes happened August 28th, mm-hmm. if they closed typically the end of September, that's only a month. So it probably wasn't that worth reporting that the park was going to be closed early. Right. Yeah. It, would, it, would, it might be like a little blurb or something. But like, it wouldn't be. But it's not. Yeah. If a park had to close for like half a season. Right. Then you're like, holy shit, park closed half a season. Right. But if it's like. Park closed a couple, couple weeks, weeks early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or if, if they typically closed at like Labor Day, let's say, that's a yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I think that, you know, maybe an explanation as to why I couldn't find that part of the story. And it might have been maybe. on like a blurb on the evening news. That could have been too. And you're yeah. not going to find that. No. Yeah. That could have been too. Yeah. Um, so I guess the moral of the story is look up the weather. I don't know. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Always, yeah. Always do your research. Yeah. It can be found. <laughs> yeah. It's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> but I will I will give you guys the links for all the different stuff that I had uh, yeah, I had used and found and but... yeah you can you can you can post the uh, picture that uh, Smiley did uh, for the insurance company. That's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. I, I was and I was kind of looking at like there were pictures of him too, and I was like, does he look like he could match that you know description? Mm-hmm. Oh. He doesn't look like he matches the description of okay of Smiley yeah. the magician. So Smiley the magician was apparently a separate dude. I don't know, but there might. Be a smiley the magician in that theater still, so Yeah, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's all boarded up and stuff, so Yeah, dang it. Yeah. Now I did look at the comments under that guy's story. Mm-hmm. You know. And um he does answer some comments, he doesn't answer other comments. So like people asked, you know, is this a true story or is this a thing that you made up? But it's on a you know website for stories of stuff that happened to you. It's you know sure. maybe he didn't feel the need to answer that guy's, you know, right query. Because Maybe it should be self-explanatory, you, right. you know. Yeah. But he did, you know, um, answer other people's stories about, you know, hey, I worked at Boblo from this time to this time. Yeah, I remember it. Um, you know, are you part of the Boblo Island Facebook group? People who used to work there. Um, and he said, yeah, I don't really do social media. That's not my thing. Yeah. Um, and he would probably be in his 60s by now, you okay. know, this person. If, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, true. Um, so he does, you know, the guy is active. He does respond to comments and things, you know, sometimes. So... That is what it is. Um, he can't, you know, he did not answer, oh, is this a true story? Did you make this up? But no. I don't feel you need to necessarily answer that, given where you put it. Right. So. No, I wouldn't have mm-hmm. either. Yeah. <gasps> That's so cool. Nice. So. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. 
<laughs> you didn't have to do any of that research at all. Nope. Uh, <laughs> nope. Me neither. Excellent. It's my favorite way to do things. Um. All right. Well, that'll do it for season four of Haunted Mitten. Yeah. Woo. Woo. <laughs> Crazy. Um. Yeah. Thank you again to Greg for doing yeah, all of welcome. that work and saving us. You know, research. Um. Always appreciate that. <laughs> um. That's the most in depth I think we've had of random someone coming on yeah i know we've had people share some personal experience the first season yeah. um aaron shared some personal experiences but nobody you know. like teaching us on our on our own podcast i like <laughs> that we're gonna have you back we're gonna have you back every season um, um you guys now gotta find more stuff you haven't talked about and that's uh-huh. the good luck my friend um, oh there's so much we haven't that talked was about. the hardest we, part we I can know. go for many more seasons it's true <laughs> um got any pluggables uh, yeah, well, depending on when this episode comes out, I guess, uh, my next show with Neighborhood Theater Group is uh, my play. It'll be the stage reading of my play, uh, Lee's Grand Tiki, and that is the first weekend in March, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, yeah, this will be out so way that before that. Second, third, fourth, or third, fourth, fifth, whatever ah, that is. It's the first weekend. First weekend in March, yes. Yeah. Um, over at the back office studio in Ypsilanti, so if you are local, it is a free show, $5 suggested donation. Hooray! Yeah, come and support some nonprofit theater. Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, That's about the only other thing I think I got going on. Um, uh, Fairy Tales Punk Volume 2 is now available on the internets. You can buy it. It's real. It's It's real. Finally. Finally. (laughs) Or if you happen to see any of the three of us in person, you could probably buy it off of us. (laughs) I'm not in this one. Oh, you're not in this one. That's right. I don't know. Did you order our copies? I did. Good. (laughs) Did you mention your aunt's copy? I did. Okay. Haven't heard anything back yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that one, uh, my story in that one, because it's about the specter of death. Excellent. Good. It was creature feature, and my creature is death. 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 <laughs> You're welcome, Dustin. Um, Anyone plays that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have a podcast. I have a podcast. I'm way behind on recording that podcast. Whatever. By a couple of it months still at this exists. Point. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cinema Guano. If you like weird If you like weird film. movies. Yeah. yeah. Kimmy and Aaron are frequent guests. Kristen and I host the podcast. We do it. Yeah. yeah. We we, pretty we great. watch a weird movie and then we talk about it. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Seen some weird ass shit. We see some weird movies then. We do do the, the Christmas one. <gasps> well, yeah, we hate, yeah. Christmas I don't have a Christmas one. Um Sweet. Yeah. Um you can find Haunted Mitten at Haunted Mitten like everywhere. Just search it. You'll find it. Um I mean specifically it's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Like we don't do t- um TikTok, we don't do We Tumblr. are not the TikTok people. That is Michigan mystery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, if you do Sorry. do TikTok and you are interested in that stuff, uh, apparently they're really good. Check them out. They're, apparently they're great. <laughs> we get complimented for them all the time. Um, <laughs> do you really? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, we're old and TikTok is hard. Mm. It requires real effort. Mm. I can only handle so many accounts. <laughs> it's true. Too uh, many passwords. You graciously no. handle our social media because I'm very bad at it. So I thanks. just I batch post, yeah. man. That's fine. I can't even do that. And you guys are you guys are doing uh, Michigan Paracon? Is that the plan? Look, man. <laughs> um, I don't know if we will be able to get into doing Paracon, but I desperately want to go to Paracon, okay. and we will at least have bookmarks or cards. And I will at least hand them to the Newkirks. <laughs> I know you had talked about going around my birthday. I yes, that's what it is. We talked about also doing a uh, trip to Mothman Country. God, I want to do that too. Crap. 
Um, yes, because that's when Paracon is. Yeah. But they've already closed. Um, I think they're closed to vendors, vendors. but I'm not sure. Um, however, we did just get the email for Mid Michigan Paracon, which is two days now. Nice. Oh, um, We did get the the vendor email to come on and sign up. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. probably be doing that soon. So it's at the same place. Um, it's just two days instead of one. So this time we will absolutely get. Yeah, a hotel. we will. Hundred percent. October again. Or November. 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 Yeah. Um. That's kind of like the end of our con season. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah. Because we should be doing Frankenfest in June. Frankenfest in June. Frankenfest in September. Turner Dodge House in October. October, I think. October. It's like I don't know, whatever happens. And then um, book us. Yeah, book absolutely. us for your podcast. We're available. Book us for your library. We do library shows. Yep, we've done two. Yeah, we've done two libraries. Party. We've done a few podcasts. They will come out to your private party and tell ghost stories. Oh, I promise. Yeah, I no ghosts. joke. I really will. Yeah, <laughs> I would, I would, I would totally. Do it. I would totally talk ghosts. Um, <laughs> invite us. We're not that expensive. Um, <laughs> you can find me at K Gray Writes uh, everywhere. Whatever. TikTok. Not yet. <laughs> Working on it. Um, no, I because Twitter Twitter is my beloved Twitter is going down really fucking fast. See, I haven't noticed like any changes. Um, it's all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, um, which doesn't so far has not affected me. So, no, but it's still I still I'm not super into supporting. Um, what do we call him now? Elongated musket <laughs> to get around his. I mean, I don't give him money. Security things. I don't either, but you know, I still don't like. He's he's not. Doing good things. Yeah, no, um, I, I yeah but he's, he's also losing he's, money. Like, he's still getting ad revenue. Hemorrhaging from, money. You know, he's still getting ad revenue um, from the few remaining. Mm. I have not seen an ad on my Twitter feed. Oh, they're they're mostly online casinos. They are. It's really, really fucking annoying. <laughs> um, very casino heavy. So I am on Mastodon now, which is like a different kind of Twitter, and I can't figure it out. <laughs> And see, and I haven't heard good things about them either. And because I'm old, I, I know there were some security concerns, concerns, and things like that. Yeah, privacy, a lot of privacy concerns with that one. And what's what was the other new one? I have no that idea. was basically MySpace. I can't remember what it was called. Now. Oh shit, we got a new MySpace. Yes. Yeah, I know. I, want that. I know our friend Liana Heber is is on yeah. there. Give me that. I know a few writers have gone to that yeah. one. I want new but MySpace. But it's, it's it's effectively yeah. It's it is it is Nuevo uh, MySpace. Hell yeah. I think it started with an S. I can't remember. I yeah I don't I, I know I had mentioned it to you because then you mentioned Mastodon and then like the next day is when a bunch of people were talking about the privacy issues with Mastodon yeah <laughs> that that essentially whoever I think it's that whoever runs your your particular server, server yeah. can look at whatever DMs happen on that server whether they are involved with them or not yeah right. they can see everything you do and post yeah. whether it's privately or not right and I was like well I guess that depends on how much you trust the person running the server and the other people on the server. And I don't even understand the servers, dude. It's very complicated. I don't either. I, I don't, don't get it. I, I looked into Mastodon and I'm like, no, that's too much. The only, much. This is a lot. the only people I know on Mastodon are gamers. Mm. And mm-hmm. then the people on like the Twitter writing community have gone to this other one. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like it. Well, I'm sticking on Twitter for now because all my paranormal peeps are still there. Mm. So until they leave. But I mean, we're all adding each other other places to make sure that we don't like lose each other. I I That's do nice. I do enjoy the people that are just 
like on Twitter to shit on Elon Musk. I that do d- love that. Delights oh, me. I love those people a lot. I, I haven't seen. I haven't jumped ship because like when everybody was mad at Facebook, they all tried to jump ship and failed. Mm. And so I tried MeWe or like WeMe or whatever the hell it's called. I think it's MeWe. Um, that a ton of people signed up for and then never did anything with. Oh yeah. I have like five friends on there, and nobody posts anything anymore. Anyway, I don't feel like editing any more of this out. So, um, <laughs> Krista's at Krista K. Coburn. Um, all the places we talked about, minus Mastodon and the weird and yeah, we'll new, see. new MySpace that I want. Yeah, we'll see where things go. Yeah. Um, we may. We, we may have expand. a merch store. It's back on the website. because com. We have a glorious friend who knows things. Um, who knows computery things. Uh... Is that it? And a Patreon. Yeah. Um, that I swear to God we'll post more on. I swear. Yeah. Well, I'm working on the, the story for Christmas. Excellent. I, I like recording yeah. vintage ghost stories because they're free. Yeah. Um, so, and it's just like a gift for Christmas. Here, have a spooky story yeah, to listen to. Have some stories to listen to by your um YouTube fireplace like me. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, we have our bookshop, which we didn't mention any books, so... No, nope. but you can still go there and buy books. You sure can. They're great gifts. I think this comes out after Christmas, but they're great gifts anyway. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. And as always, happy haunting. <laughs>